Owned by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. Good afternoon. It is Monday, April 3rd, and uh, we are in Holy Week. Uh, welcome to the program. This is the Good News Show. I'm Dave Palmer, host of this program. Cecil Anderson is right across the desk from me. And uh, we're glad that you're with us. Got a very interesting show, some live guests coming in. Uh, the live guests are always the best. You know, the ones who are not alive, they just uh, <laughs> do not quite cut it for radio. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, uh, good to have you with us. Uh, hope your Holy Week is off to a good start. Uh, the, the long, our, our Mass yesterday at St. Mary the Virgin, I think it was over two hours long. You know, I love the long Masses. You know, we got to stick it out sometimes with the long Mass and the long uh, Gospels and all that. Uh, we also have a, a new volunteer that is starting at the station. He's here with us. His name is James Jacoby, great guy, a young man who has a heart for, you know, uh, spreading the good news, loves the media, loves radio and film, and so he's going to be a great addition to our uh, team here uh, at the station. So, Cecil, how are you? Happy Holy Week. Hello, I am doing very well. I know it's crazy that we're in Holy Week. I mean, I'm very, very excited because I do love the Triduum and uh, all the celebrations that go with it. But mm-hmm. um, it's kind of yeah. crazy that we're here. <laughs> Why is it crazy? Because it you doesn't feel word. like it's April. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. April, and that we're oh, like Lent is almost over. I know it ends know. on Thursday. It does go by very fast. It does yes, go by does. very fast. Yeah, I, I love this week. Uh, it tends to be a kind of a slower week of work, and uh, you know, first few days are kind of normal. But by the time Thursday rolls around, a uh, lot of time in church, uh, which is a great way to 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 spend your time. Uh, and also, I don't know for some reason, I, I have uh, Father Mitch Paqua on, on my mind. I just want to remind everybody: if you're a Father Mitch Paqua fan, he comes mm-hmm. to North Texas just about every single Holy Week, and he is going to be at Our Lady of Lebanon Parish this week uh, for all of the, uh, the, the the celebrations and the Masses and uh, all that. So he, he does that. I think he comes for Christmas as well, doesn't he? He does usually, yeah. Father Assad here really loves having uh, Father Mishpaka come. Yeah, I know. So. And how humble of him to kind of hand over the, the holiest yes. of all week. <laughs> and, you know, our pastor's been in and out of the hospital the last uh, uh, couple months, and he is so sad because if you're a priest i mean this is kind of like the equivalent of you know the super bowl for a football player i right. mean this is the big <laughs> week and uh, you know if you're a priest you love this stuff and you want to be with your congregation so uh please pray for father christopher stainbrook our pastor as he continues to recover i think he's home now but uh, is not able to celebrate uh, the, these these blessed uh liturgies uh, with us this week all right uh in just a moment my dear friend sue sear is going to be in studio with us uh sue is a pro-life warrior. Uh, she and her husband, Tom, raising four amazing sons, and they, they're all doing amazing things. And she recently took a trip down to Ecuador to visit Our Lady of Good Success. And she emailed me recently and said that she had spoken to a Sira club, I think in Arlington, about Our Lady of Good Success. And I'm reading about the write-up of uh, Our Lady of Good Success, and really interesting. I knew none of this. 
And so if you're a fan of Our Lady, and uh, I bet you are if you're listening to Catholic Radio, and you probably hear a lot about Fatima and Lourdes and Guadalupe and, you know, Medjugorje, but this one's really interesting. It has a lot to do with what we're going through right now in our culture today. So Sue is somewhat of an expert, yes, on uh, Our Lady Good Success? <laughs> you I'm be- in one. You better be, all right, because uh, we don't just we don't let amateurs on the radio here with us, okay? <laughs> uh, so Sue will be on with us in just a moment. Uh, also, in the second half of the program, I've got a couple of guests coming in from St. Patrick Parish in Dallas, Andre Ortiz and Megan Birchfield. Uh, they are celebrating their 60th anniversary of the parish. That goes back all the way to 1963. So in the middle of Vatican II, St. Patrick started. We joined that community in 1973. Uh, I went to school there, graduated from St. Patrick's, and so it means a lot to me. But we're going to talk about the 60 years of St. Patrick's and also a big spring festival that they're having on Saturday, April 29th that everybody's invited to, uh, which will tie in with the anniversary of the parish. And so they will be joining me in studio here in just a few minutes as well. Uh, also, um, there's a movie that my wife and I are going to go see tonight in Dallas at Webb Chapel, uh, the IMAX uh, Cinemark Theater, and it's called The Journey. And if you're familiar with uh, Andrea Bocelli, he's one of the greatest, uh, I guess, tenor uh, singers in the world, Italian uh, gentleman. Well, he and his wife in this movie, and I haven't seen it. I'm still going to see it tonight. I saw the trailer. They, they, they travel horseback through the most beautiful parts of Italy. And you get to see all the scenery of Italy and, and of course, the music of Andrea Bocelli. And they've got some other singers like Michael W. Smith that are a part of this as well. I'm really excited. Uh, I have some extra tickets for this. If you'd like to see, uh, it's tonight, tomorrow, or Thursday. So uh, 3rd, 4th, or 6th. I don't know why they didn't. <laughs> Wednesday, I guess you can't go. But uh, Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday this week. Uh, a Plano Cinemark and also a Dallas Web Chapel Cinemark. I've got like five or six tickets for each theater. If you want to go uh, tonight, tomorrow, or Thursday, either Plano or Dallas, just email me and I'll let you know if I still have some tickets. Let me know how many you'd like, either one or two, if you could. Uh, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Again, the movie is called The Journey. I don't think it even like officially comes out until this weekend, but these are advanced passes if you want to go. And you just go on Cinemark.com, and it's very simple. I, I could do it. I did it last night. If I can do it, you can do it as well. All right, so uh, we got Summer Speaker Series event coming up here in uh, four months. Is that right? Yes, I think so. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, and uh, we're kind of just kind of dripping the information little by little. <laughs> uh, we have chosen uh, the Transmitter of the Faith Award, but we can't tell you who it is because we have not called the person. Yep. Yeah, the person to let... Him, her, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they, giving they, away no I, I don't want them to find out on the radio with everybody else. But uh, we're going to let uh, him, her, know uh, that he, she is the uh, the winner. This uh, is not Dave doing some weird pronouns. Yeah, I, stuff, I know. What are your pronouns? No, I'm, I'm yeah. not doing that. He's it's just, just trying not to leave I, yeah, anything I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make him anonymous as far as what, who that person is. Uh, okay, so that's that. And also, uh, the, um, the speaker, uh, is, uh, going to be Father Bill Casey. Mm. It's going to be at the Frontiers of Flight Museum, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, all the other details are worked out. The date is certain. It's going to be July 20th, Thursday evening. And I'm curious, you know, for next year, um, uh, who, who would you like to, to be our speaker? We have not decided on next year. We got a few ideas. 
Uh, if you want to suggest a speaker for the Summer Speaker Series event next year, if Diane Redmond is listening, we John we know, John we John O'Leary, know. yes, <laughs> don't even have to contact us, uh, Diane. But uh, no, Diane loves John O'Leary. But who would you like to see? You know, we uh, we almost had Father Mike Schmitz. Uh, he was booked for this year, but then he had to uh, he had to cancel on us. Uh, but anyways, we were talking in our committee meeting last week about some of the, the possibilities. If you, you, know, you can, you can e- email kath at grnonline.com and let us know who you would like. And who knows? We might ask that person to be our speaker based on your suggestion. Uh, all right. Anything else before we get started with uh, our first guest? Uh, I'm just going to real quick mention that we have our ambassador meeting coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. It's going to be here in our new offices on Saturday, April 15th, and that'll be from 9 to 1030. There'll be some breakfast, and uh, it's a great opportunity to meet other people. If you're just interested in what the ambassador program, the idea being that we want no parish, no Catholic in DFW to not know about local Catholic radio. Mm -hmm. And so we're just recruiting some volunteers to help with that. We have a few that have already done a great job. We've already done some parish talks, thanks to them. Um, But if you want to come get a nice breakfast and come um, get to know a little bit more about what that program is, feel free to email us also at kath at grnonline.com. And we'd love to include you. There'll be an email going out about this as well, but just to kind of put that out in your brain right now. Uh, put it out in your brain, okay. And uh, yeah, just uh, a quick reminder about the uh, the, the journey. Uh, for some reason, you know, last Monday I mentioned it, and I got a couple of emails right at, at the time I was announcing it, and then several days later, people were emailing me, but uh, you got to go Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday this week uh, to see the journey with Andrea Bocelli and his wife, uh, riding horseback across Italy and singing songs. I mean, what, what, it can't get any better than that. Uh, all right, so that is what's going on on the program today. Thanks for joining us. I want to get straight to our first guest, who is Sue Sear. And uh, Sue is a cradle Catholic, longtime pro-life activist. After spending a bit of time away from God, she realized how very important he is and how alive and real he is. She lives uh, her life with the joy of getting to know God more, shining his light to others, and helping those around her. And I think, is this the first time you've been interviewed by me, Sue, or you, what else have we talked we, about in the past? We were here with some of the pro-life uh, survivors boot camp, some oh, of the youth yeah, sharing yeah. about doing frontline pro-life activism. Yeah, and it's kind of hard for me to describe you because you, you, you do a lot, you're involved in a lot of things, uh, but really pro-life is kind of the, the glue that, that you and Tom and your, your family, this is kind of your main um, emphasis, right? Yes, yes, I grew up in a pro-life active family, and Tom also was very active, so we met in pro-life and continued with raising our boys, doing a lot of pro-life work. Yeah, and before we get to that, speaking of pro-life, you sent out an email a couple of weeks ago about the passing of Mark Crutcher, president of Life Dynamics, a message from his wife, Tulane. And I mentioned it, but can you just speak about Mark Crutcher? Because I know he's been laid to rest and he passed away, but this guy's a, a legend in not only the local pro-life world, but let's just kind of give him a little tribute. Uh, what, what was the contribution of Mark Crutcher? Yeah, Mark, Mark was a successful businessman, very sharp, and he looked at the pro-life movement as a pro-lifer and said, we need more strategy. We need to not only offer help to the women in need, but we need to try to get rid of abortion and shine the light on how dirty the industry is. And he did a lot of work to encourage hundreds of abortionists to leave 
the, the business and is shut down. My husband, Tom, worked for him for seven years. So mm. when, when we got married, Tom was working at Life Dynamics. So we got to see the great work that Mark did. He traveled around the U.S., training people with a life activist seminar, how to be strategically effective in your community to get rid of abortion. And and it works, and he did a lot of great work. So we just love Mark and, and pray for the repose of his soul. Yeah. One thing I really admire about you and Tom is uh, you got four boys, and you know, I know no family is perfect, and every, you know, uh, but it seems like at least uh, several of your sons, if not all of them, mm-hmm. Are following in your footsteps uh, in 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 holy activism in in different uh, kind of walks of life, and that that's how did you all do that? That it really kind of got passed down. Your your sons are very active in, in ministry, aren't they? Yes. We well, I'm a big believer in being active as a Catholic family outside your home. Yeah. And truly, my parents raised us six kids active outside the home. We all fell away, we all came back, and now we're all six devout, faithful Catholics. And so we've, Tom and I have raised our boys, not just praying and going to Mass and and the, you know, meditations and all, but actually going out and being Christians in the culture. And in today's society, with so many people being lost, we truly believe that it's critical to take your family outside and do ministry, whether it's feeding the poor or the homeless or whatever it is to bring the light of Christ to others. That will cement in the hearts of your children more than just what we tell them mm-hmm. is important. Yeah, yeah, hey, that's good. It's cl- clearly, it's worked uh, with your family. So. I'm reading the information you sent me about your trip to Ecuador uh, to visit Our Lady of Good Success. You gave a presentation recently for the Sierra Club in Arlington. First of all, what brought on the, hey, I think I'm going to go to Ecuador on a, on a trip to, to visit this? Well, how did that come about? Well, you know our son David. He's been on mm-hmm. your show talking about some of the ministry he's doing with TFP, which is Tradition, Family, and Property, and that's a lay men's well, it's men and women, but the the men become full-time volunteers if they feel that that's their call to help bring the truth of Christ and the church out in the culture in a way that is on the streets with signs and prayer and reparation. And they also have a big devotion to Our Lady of Fatima and other uh, Our Lady in other locations, and they introduce me to Our Lady of Good Success. And so um, there's a TFP family down there that invited some of us parents to come and go on a basically a two-week tour of the convent and learning about Our Lady of Good Success and many other amazing miracles that Our Lord and Our Lady have done in Ecuador and Peru and just showing us how very alive and real Jesus and Mary and the saints are to try to reach our souls wake us up, call us to repentance, and draw us closer to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, as I mentioned in the introduction, I I, I mean, I love Our Lady Fatima as, as much as anybody. I, I, I love her dearly in Our Lady Guadalupe, but it seems like there's four or five, you know, apparitions that get almost all the attention, <laughs> including Fatima and Guadalupe, and Medjugorje gets a lot of attention, is not uh, approved uh, yet. But Our Lady Good Success is really interesting 
goes back about four centuries, but from what I understand from your write-up, this has to do very much with what's happening in the culture today because she warned about it, right? Right. It, it is an amazing story because Our Lady and and Jesus, at, at different times in history, they, they choose people that they want to work through, that they want to call to extra holiness or extra suffering on the behalf of others. And 400 years ago, they chose a little girl that ended up being Mother Mariana at a convent, a cloistered convent, where um, Our Lady and Jesus asked her if she would be willing to suffer and play a key role in what is happening during this time, right now when we are living 400 years later. And so... Um, the story is about Mother Mariana and Our Lady, and so many amazing things. Our, uh, Mother Mariana is um, she suffered greatly, and she welcomed it on behalf of other souls. She suffered at the hands of others that that you almost can't believe. She had the stigmata of Christ. Uh, she died several times because of different reasons of of suffering and sorrow. And our Lord asked her if she would be willing to go back and continue to suffer, and she said yes. So she was resurrected several times where she, where she was being getting ready to be buried, and they, they she came back to life. She's incorrupt to this day. We saw her a month ago, and so are several other sisters there. Um, but our, our lady went to visit and asked, Mother Mariana to play a, a critical role in today's crisis that we are seeing in the world and in the church. And Our Lady prophesied many things about what would happen just to show Mother Mariana how terrible it's going to be and to, be, and to ask her to please pray and reparation and then to be a sign for us at this time of how much Mary and Jesus love us and care about us and want us to walk on that narrow road with them and to help others during this day. It's so interesting to me that she, Our Lady comes to Mother Mariana, 17th century, right? So hundreds of years predicting something that's going to happen way in the future. And now here we are in that and very few people are, are paying any attention to it. I, you're, you're the first person that's really brought this to my attention, that this is going on. And so it's kind of like, you know, we didn't want our lady to waste her time, you know, hundreds of years ago. And so all the more reason to talk about it now, right? Well, a actually, it was to be like a secret for several hundred years. And Our Lady said uh, that, uh, that I will be revealed in this time when it is needed okay. as our lady of good success so it wasn't so much needed then but now the message has come out which is exactly what our lady told mother mariana and in fact the statue that's called our lady of good success our lady asked mother mariana to have that sculpted and showed her well mother was there in live with mother mariana many mm -hmm. times so is that one of the reasons you went down to ecuador was that you were being trained among the others to get to go back to your home country and spread the word is this something like you feel as a mission for you now well, it, that was not the purpose. The purpose was to go for the annual feast day where they honor Our Lady, and they do they take the statue and do a wonderful procession through the streets. And so we went there just to r really be blessed 
to be grown in our own faith, to learn and to see the Ecuadorian people who have tremendous faith. And so after learning more about her and knowing that she is very real, uh, in fact, she told Mother Mariana that make this statue and I, I am going to be the abbess of this convent till the end of time. So when we're going to visit there, we're visiting Our Lady's abbess as the abbess. And so all to say, I do want to spend my time sharing with people whatever is helpful during our time about how to walk during these times. So I didn't go out down there with the intent, but I, my heart is saying, share with people how we can play a, a key role in helping to bring people back to God during these very critical times. Yeah, and I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show that we are on Facebook Live. I didn't tell you that, Sue, by the way. Okay, you know that. Okay, Cecil told you. Can you hold that up uh, for anybody who is on our social media? I think I think that's the camera right there in front of you. So, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, I'm, I'm looking at it, and so it's, it's Our Lady. Is she holding Mother Mariana? Is that who? she's holding Baby Jesus? Oh, Baby Jesus. Okay, yes. ba- okay, Baby Jesus, and she's got a crown. Uh, it's a, it's a very ornate uh, yes. image of Our Lady, isn't it? Yes, and Our Lady asked Mother Mariana to have this this sculpted, and Mother Mariana said, "I can't do that. I I know nothing about any of that." And Mother said, "Well, here, I will help you measure how tall I am, right there." So they measured it on a, on a long cord that was tied around Mother. And she told, Our Lady told Mother Mariana, the famous sculptor, the Catholic devout man, to sculpt her. And Mother Mariana, uh, I'm sorry, but Our Lady told Mother Mariana that I will help finish the statue. And the statue was miraculously finished by Our Lady and the three archangels and St. Francis who was the founder of that convent, mm. in front of Mari- Mother Mariana. Oh, wow. And so this is actually a heavenly finished statue, and the face was painted and finished, and the sculptor said, he came in and said, that is not my sculptor. Uh. That's not my statue. And and. It was finished by heaven. That, that supernaturally, yeah. Yes. I want to. I want to read a, a paragraph that you sent to me because it's got a lot here. And then, if you could uh, kind of elaborate a little bit about the message that Our Lady gave to Mother Mariana back in uh, the the 17th century, about today, uh, you wrote me and said, "Our Lady of Good Success prophesized to to Mother Mariana about the total corruption of customs occurring at the end of the 19th and greater part of the 20th centuries." due to the reign of Satan in society through Freemasonry. In a vision to Mother Mariana, Our Lady foretold that in these terrible times the sacraments would lose their importance and would not be held in high esteem among the faithful due to those who held a position of authority in the... Okay, a position of authority. In these times, uh, these people would be used as tools of the devil to destroy the church. Due to this deprivation of both sanctifying and sacramental graces amongst the faithful, many souls would be lost. Society itself would suffer greatly. A tremendous loss of vocations would be experienced. Our Lady spoke to Mother Mariana about the need for penances and suffering, prayer, and self-denial. Okay, so uh, the end of the 19th century and the, the, the greater part of the 20th century, that's a long time ago. So is that, that yeah, that's uh, well, over 100 years ago. So uh, it, 
did that all come true? Because we all think that you know this is all the problems were came in the last fifty years. Is that kind of when it started, or kind of put it in a historical perspective, if you would? Yes, uh, th- that that is when it started. Well, it, it it started a little before that, but it really took a big hit in the middle of the nineteenth century and up up until today. That that we are seeing what was prophesied with immorality and impurity and the lack of respect for the sacraments and blasphemy and heresy. And those were the three things that Our Lady said were completely grieving the heart of God and that God wanted to judge our world. But Mary stands in, in place of that judgment and begs our Lord to please have mercy and continue to have mercy um, but there were just many prophecies that were, were told that have come true, and that is exactly what we're living in right now. And a big part of it has to do with the many lost leaders in the church. But our Lord spoke and said that my church, of course, he told Mother Mariana, my church will prevail. It, it will not be crushed, even if I have to send angels down to fight that it it will continue and that there will be a lot of suffering priests, holy priests that will just have to endure through this time. But they they encourage us to have to learn more about Our Lady of Good Success as a sign of hope and a sign of supernatural grace to help us and guide us during this time and and that's kind of what I feel like it's kind of like a, a learning process that we're all on is how to maneuver through these times and if our lady has special graces and help for us that we want to grab her hand grab our lord's hand and just walk with them really through this unknown time. Yeah. You know, uh, one of my, my favorite pope, Pope Leo XIII, lived at the end of, and was pope during the end of the uh, 19th century. He wrote an encyclical um, that I often talk about on the air uh, called Eterni Patris. He's also the pope that gave us the uh, St. Michael the Archangel prayer. Mm-hmm. And so there was something happening at the end of the 19th century that the church was just saying, you know, wow, th- things are going off the rails here. Here we are, you know, uh, what, 150 years later, or whatever the, the it is, and it's only getting worse. And so what's the solution we need to, I, I like you say here, uh, penance, suffering, prayer, self-denial, that's the solution, right? Right. I think we we really need to seriously walk with our Lord, with our Lady. Our, our life here is in the middle of a battle from the beginning of time for for the for our soul to make it to heaven, and we all need to be very serious and purposeful, and take their lead and take their invitation to walk with them in the ways that they ask us to, which is the sacraments and you know doing some self-denial and having a devotion to our lady and praying the rosary and sharing with others and you know just trusting i i have a lot of i i don't fear i know that there's a ton of stuff going on and at any time things might go even worse but i just have a peace and a joy that they are with us mm-hmm. they show us that they are with us 
and they love us so much. And if we're walking with them, to me, it's just an amazing adventure with them. Yeah. Well, what was the response when you spoke to the Sierra Club? Uh, what did people say afterwards? They were very blessed, very thankful. I see people at church that hug me and say, thank you for sharing. And I think it's kind of like what you said, that we have not heard about her, but we're very thankful to learn about her, which is what our lady told to Mother Mariana that she would uh, she would bring a sign of hope and some direction during these times. All right. Uh, this is uh, about Our Lady of Good Success, Quito, Ecuador. Uh, Sue Sears, my guest. And again, she took a two-week pilgrimage uh, down there. I'm just wondering, maybe some of the other takeaways from your time down there. What, what a great opportunity to go out there. Anything else that you remember that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, there were so many churches, so many cathedrals. There's a lot of faith there that they built these beautiful places that just are so much more beautiful than anything we see here in the mm-hmm. States. And they are poor people. Yeah. So it's their faith of loving Our Lady, loving Our Lord, and also just that their life there is a little slower, more family-oriented, and that us here in first-world countries, even though we're blessed with comfort, we are lacking in the just the kind of more traditional values, which it was great to visit a third-world country. And, and yeah. the, the people that I was with, we were all saying, we don't want to go home. I know, more simple and yes. uh, just you know, yeah, the common sense. Real quickly, and probably not going to have enough time to really get into this, yes. uh, the Freemasonry yes. angle. Do you, do you have any comment on that? I, I've, I've heard interview after interview after interview about Freemasonry. It still remains a mystery to me. I don't quite understand what this, this whole group is about. But uh, if you could, and we just have about a minute or so, connect uh, this message with Freemasonry. Well... I'm kind of like you, Dave. I've watched some videos about it from some experts who have been in the Freemason and then came out and they tell us that the purpose of the Freemasons it was founded and continues to be a destruction of Christianity, to be a destruction of, of the, the society, and that they have played a critical role in that. And even... Sounds like a... I mean, it's kind of a crazy goal, isn't it? You know, you go down right. Main Street in Grapevine, Texas. Yes. Uh, have you ever seen that, that wall of, uh, these are all the famous Freemasons. Yes. I mean, there's a Freemason, I mean, Masonic Lodge there, and, right. it's, and you know, they run the Scottish Rite Hospital. Yes. I mean, it, it's like, yes. it, they, it always seems like, oh, well, they're doing good. Right. I don't understand Freemasonry. I wish somebody would explain right. it to me. You know, if they're, 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 their goal is the destruction of Christianity. I know. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't get it, but... Yes. Uh, we will learn more, Dave. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And Dave, I just wanted to tell you, I brought you two relics for, oh, for you and Paula you. and your children. One is a relic of Mother Mariana, and one is a relic of Our Lady of Good Success. So oh. I'm going to share this with yeah, your family. Can you family. hold those up to the camera so everybody out there uh, are, uh, okay, there there they are. All right, very good. Yes. Well, thank you very much. I, I love relics, and um, I, I appreciate it. I wish we had more time. Uh, Sue Sear, thank you so much. Uh, would you like, if people want to contact you about coming to their they're yes. nice to Columbus or meeting. How can they get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, well, we know they can email you, Dave, and you can pass my info to anyone. Yeah. They can call me. My phone number is 214-685-1079. 
All right, 214-685-1079, Sue Sear, that's spelled C-Y-R, Sue Sear, 214-685-1079. If you want to email me, I can connect you with Sue. Uh, my email is just davepalmer at grnonline.com. Great seeing you, Sue. Thanks Great. so much for Thank being you, here. Dave. God and, bless you. And uh, congrats on a wonderful visit to Ecuador. Boy, <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. Our Lady of Good Success, please pray for us during these uh, challenging and wacky times. Mm-hmm. All right, we are going to take a break, and we are going to come back and talk about the 60th anniversary of a parish that means a lot to me, St. Patrick's Parish in Dallas. I grew up there. I went to school there, graduated in 1981 uh, from St. Patrick's School. We're going to have Andre Ortiz and Megan Birchfield, who are members of St. Patrick Parish in Dallas, talking about the, the parish 60-year anniversary and also an invitation to their spring festival, which is happening later this month on uh, Friday, April 28th and Saturday, April 29th. A lot going on uh, that weekend. In fact, we'll be out there broadcasting live at the festival. So a uh, quick break, and we will be back with more Good News show right after this. All KTH 910 AM listeners are invited to attend Vera Aqua Vera Vida's 5th Annual Speakeasy Fundraiser event on Saturday, May 13th, which will be both live-streamed and in person at St. Paul Catholic Church Parish Center in Richardson from 5 to 10 p.m. The event includes cocktails, dinner, dancing, a raffle, silent auction, and a jazz band. 100% of the proceeds will go to providing clean drinking water and sanitation solutions to the communities affected by the global water crisis. To purchase tickets, visit veraaquaveravita.org. Are you tired of working from home? If so, you're invited to check out Work Suites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Work Suites is designed for professionals who desire their own workspace to get their work done. Work Suites provides amenities such as a receptionist, mail and package handling, meeting rooms, and high-speed internet. To learn more about Work Suites, you can visit worksuites.com or call 888-312-WORK. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Hello, I'm Joshua Stafish, a member of Modern Day Parish in Irving and a new sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I'm the co-owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout the DFW Metroplex, help them with home improvement projects, both interior and exterior, along with painting, drywall, foundation repairs, and other projects, large and small. I welcome your opportunity to prepare an estimate for your next project. You can find us at absoluteptg.com or by phone and text at 972-375-5100. Hey guys, I'm Matthew Leonard, founder of The Science of Sainthood. I'm one of the speakers at the North Texas Catholic Men's Conference at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. It's happening Saturday, April 22nd, and we'll be talking about the life-changing power of the Eucharist. So join me, Father Donald Calloway, Dr. David Anders, musician Dave Moore, and hundreds of Catholic brothers for an event that can literally transform your life. It's going to be awesome. Register today at catholicbrothersforchrist.com. St. Joseph is the patron saint of the home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio's network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We would be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We are an equal housing lender, NMLS 265303. 
Join Claritas Catholic Men's Fellowship on Thursday, April 20th for a whiskey tasting, cured meats, and cigars. Claritas will welcome Catholic convert and former Texas gubernatorial candidate Don Huffines as the speaker for that evening's event. The event is open to Catholic men aged 18 and older, and space is limited. For more information about the April 20th event with Don Huffines and to register, please visit claritas.page. That's claritas.page. All right, we're back. This is the Good News Show. It is April 3rd. It is Monday of Holy Week. I uh, hope your Holy Week is off to a great start. And uh, if you possibly can, get out to the Triduum uh, liturgies this week. Uh, I just think it's so awesome to get to Easter Sunday having done Holy Thursday and Good Friday and then Saturday. I know both Dallas and Fort Worth have a a rosary for life. Uh, We got information from the CPLC today about their uh, rosary on Good Friday, and I know there's going to be one in Fort Worth as well. And so, uh, anyways, just get, make the most of it. It's a, it's a beautiful week, needless to say, the high, uh, you know, point of the entire church calendar. So praise God, it has arrived. Uh, praise God also for our wonderful parishes across the Metroplex. And one parish that I certainly love is the one that I grew up in, uh, became a member of St. Patrick's Parish back in 1974 and enrolled in the school and graduated in 81. And St. Patrick's Parish is celebrating its 60th anniversary this year, and they are inviting everybody to a spring festival on Saturday, April 29th. And uh, uh, Andy Ellard has been my, my primary contact, and he asked if we could do an interview, and I said, let's do it on April 3rd, uh, a few weeks before the event. And uh, I have in studio with me Andre Ortiz and Megan Birchfield, members of St. Patrick Parish, and I believe... On the committee for the festival, is that right? Uh, so welcome to both of you. Thanks for being here. Thank, Thank you for you inviting for us. us. Thank you. All right. So how did y'all get chosen to uh, do the radio interview? Are you the two most eloquent <laughs> committee members or what? I said I think we were voluntold <laughs> to yeah. do it, but we're happy to be here to represent St. Patrick. Yeah. So how uh, how long have y'all been uh, parishioners there? And you can move that microphone, Megan, up a little bit so it's a little closer to you. Um, um, Andre, how long have you been a parishioner of St. Patrick's? And, oh, uh, I've been there. I've been living in Lake Highlands since 19, I guess from 2000, 2000? Because my youngest was born in 2002, so he, we were there before uh, he was born. So I'm thinking he's 20 now, so I'm thinking 20, mm-hmm. 21 years. Yeah, that goes so, a pretty, pretty, pretty long history yeah. there as well. How about you, Megan? We've been there about 11 years, okay. almost 12, I okay. guess. It's a very unique uh, parish. In fact, I, I spoke to uh, Raul Rodriguez, who is head of uh, music and RCIA, he was here just about a week ago, and we were talking about the parish. And uh, I, for some reason, I had all these people from St. Patrick Parish in Dallas coming here uh, recently to do interviews. So there must be something uh, pretty exciting going on. Uh, I know you guys are not here to summarize the whole 60-year history of the, of the parish, but I, I did my math, and uh, this goes back to about 1963, if yes. uh, we go back 60 years uh, can you tell us anything about the the founding of the parish, or anything that you know, or what was going on? This is in the middle of Vatican II. I mean, this is like a, this goes all, all way back before I was even born. <laughs> well, I think one of the unique things about our parish is that we have we still to this day have many of um, the founding families. Oh, really? Their children and grandchildren, um, and they're still incredibly involved with the parish. Oh, wow. Um, they were founded back in 63, and um, then the school came about a year later, 
And the best thing about Lake Highlands that we always say is it's like a small town in a big mm, city. Yeah. And I think the parish has always been a reflection of that saying. We are also a tight-knit community in the midst of the hustle and bustle of Dallas. And um, part of that is a tribute to the founding families who really laid that foundation of strong community mm-hmm. in our Yeah, parish. I can probably imagine who some of those families are, because uh, some legacy families there. Now, I, I don't want to ask you any trick questions. If y'all don't know this, uh, just just say, I don't know. But uh, do you have any, any guess as to why St. Patrick was the name that was chosen from the parish back then, or uh, Irish immigrants? I, I don't know what it, what it would have been. But, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe they knew <laughs> I, I was no going to marry an Irish woman one day, and they thought, let's do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was a good choice, and I love how the, like, the web Website is green, so there's still a, a celebration of St. Patrick's. I know you sometimes have uh, St. Patrick festivals around the feast day on March 17th. It's still a big part of the parish, isn't it? It yes, is. Yes. yes. It yes. Is. In fact, we had that just a few weeks ago in celebration of St. Patrick Day, our feast day. Yeah, so. yeah. And I also love. Uh, it's so cool that uh, you, you basically have three priests there. It's a very diverse parish, um, for one thing. But each of the priests is from a different country. You've got Father Charles, uh, who's from Kenya, Father Adam from Poland, and then, of course, uh, Father Joseph Omerkonig from Germany. And uh, that must make for some interesting times to have such diversity, even among the clergy. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, but it, what I like about it is that it opens up a lot of doors yeah. to different, uh, uh, not to different people, to different, uh, I guess, backgrounds. And I mean, just, just, some of the, some of the some of when you hear Father Charles gives his uh, homily, it's it's very funny. Father Joseph is straight to the point, and so's Father Adam. But mm-hmm. it, it's really it's great just listening to them and their views on where they came from and the, and their views on what the, what they think the church is too. Yeah. So yeah. So before we get to the the festival, because I know that's the, the the primary topic that we want to talk about. Anything else you want to brag about the parish at large, or of course, there's the school there. You said started 1964. Uh, what else makes this a, 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 a kind of a special community? Um, I think just people's involvement. Um, we have a robust um, refugee outreach program where we reach out to our um, mainly Burmese and our um, African refugees. We provide meals and faith formation and um, job search um, counseling and English classes and those types of things that are available to them pretty much every week during the school year. And we have an incredible group of volunteers who spend a ton of time and talent and treasure offering to that community. Our school is robust and active and involved in um, in both our parish and the diocese. Um, we have a fantastic St. Vincent de Paul office at our parish, and um, they provide incredible resources to those who need assistance with rent and utilities and groceries and, and such. Um, so there's just a lot of great organizations that provide a lot of love and support and care to our Lake Highlands community and to Dallas at large. Yeah. It is a beautiful part of town also. I mean, you're real close to White Rock Lake. And just that, uh, I mean, it's, it's a trendy, cool area of Dallas. And it just, uh, I, I, you know, I, I just like that. That part of town is really cool. Um, uh, Andre, do you want to add anything to what Megan said? Or do you want to get right on to the, the festival? Mm, I, I guess we can go out to the festival. Okay. So uh, Saturday, April 29th, it's the Spring Festival of St. Patrick's. 
tell us what's going on. Um, I've got golf, golf cart raffle. Um, you got a variety show. Uh, tell us what will be going on that day. Everything. Nothing will not be okay. Everything yeah, will be going everything on. Will be there. There's, I'd say, there's something for all ages. Um, so for the younger kids, we have tons of inflatables and bounce houses and crafts and face painting and those types of things. I think we're having a petting zoo. Um, for the teens, there are teen activities. Um, there are food trucks. There's beer and wine. There are live bands, which. Andre can talk a lot about. Um, so we always say there's just there's something for everybody. There will be um, a ministry fair tent. Um, there will be mass. There will be uh, reconciliation available. So just there will be something for everybody, all ages. Mm-hmm. I love that you're doing a spring festival. Uh, a lot of parishes do fall. I don't know if y'all do something in the fall also. Mm-hmm. Uh, but has this become a tradition? Of course, you have the St. Patrick's event, and then to you know, a month later or so to another big festival. Has this become a tradition at the parish, or is this I, something new? This is our second annual one. Okay. Last year we did one, and it was just the last minute, and it, it was a big success Yeah, because we had bands playing, we had food trucks. And I think this year we're going to have like six or seven food trucks this year. And we're and some of the bounce houses that we have are supposed to have like zip lines, and I think we're doing like a wall climb. But I also want to emphasize that we're also going to have a little section I'm not quite sure where at the, on the campus, but it's going to be a history of uh, St. Pat's. It's going, oh, to have, it's going to have a rolling, uh, constant playing of the history. And they're supposed to be interviewing some of the first people, the first parishers who, who came to, who started the church. They're going to have memorabilia out. It's good. That's, that's, that's one of the big things I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's cool. I love the idea you tie in the history and the, the 60th anniversary to the festival itself. Of course, this is open to everybody. You don't have to be a member of St. Patrick's you know, to open go. Open to the whole Lake Highlands, Dallas community. Yeah. If you live here in Irvine, if you live in Garland, it's open to everyone. Mm-hmm. It's a big celebration. Yeah, do you, do you find, uh, you said you did it last year for the first time, it, but it turned out to be a big success. Do you find that a lot of people, maybe not even Catholics, just from the community, they find out there's a festival going on, they just show up, mm-hmm. they, they have a lot of those kind yeah, of folks show yeah. up? We have people who will tell their friends. It's a very neighborly community, yeah. so a lot of times, even if they you have a friend or a neighbor who's not a parishioner, we will say, oh, come with us, because it's just down the road. It's really close to a lot of things, and so... Um, a lot of times we'll have our, our neighbors join us. So, yes, we get a lot of participation from the community. Yeah, lot. awesome. Uh, Andre Ortiz and Megan Birchfield are my guests. They're members of St. Patrick Parish. They're on the committee putting on the uh, festival Saturday, April 29th, celebrating 60th anniversary of St. Patrick Parish in Dallas, going all the way back to 1963. The website for the parish is stpatrickdallas.org, stpatrickdallas.org. And uh, I know I, I went there earlier today and I found out information um, about the, the, the festival and the parish. And um, and it's just it, it's also been a very supportive parish. We always go out there and they allow us to come sell raffle tickets in January or February. And so we really appreciate uh, uh, all the folks out there uh, that, that, that help support Catholic Radio as well. All right, let's talk about some of the things going on. Um, you mentioned live music, but uh, uh, Andre, are you, in, are you the live music yeah, guy? Um, I, I guess I got chosen to be the live music <laughs> guy. <laughs> but yeah, we're, I'm having, I picked out, uh, I'm having um, work right now, I'm working on another, trying to get a, another dance group, because I have a dance group coming out that's going to start the show. And then we're going to have like uh, 
six or seven other bands. And we have a headlining band coming from, all the way from Amarillo, I believe. They're mm. called the Cassettes. And they're supposed to do a big 90s variation of uh, all types of music, 90s, 80s. They say it as a history of music. So oh, wow. <laughs> we're looking, wow. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, during their set, I think we're going we're gonna to do a big, giant 60th celebration. Yeah. From what I was told, there's going to be a 30-minute set aside just to celebrate St. Pat's and hmm. everything Well, that's else. cool. The history of music while you're celebrating the history of the parish. I'm sure yeah, that, that didn't escape you all. I mean, that, that's kind of cool that, I mean, going to, I mean, the 63, when the parish started, that's like like the mm-hmm. the, the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that like right around the time the Beatles came to America. I mean, that, that's, you know, yeah. interesting uh, time period. But I have uh, all types of bands coming through. So I'm, I'm excited about some of the bands that are playing. So okay. I got some young kids, then I got some old guys. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little something for everybody, right? Okay, golf cart raffle. Uh, my neighbor has a golf cart, and they're like the most popular people on the block. Those things are so much fun. Well, what, I'm just curious how y'all decided to give away a golf cart. Well, in Lake Highlands, golf carts are kind of a big thing, thing in certain huh? neighborhoods. <laughs> um, people will use them because the neighborhood is is very insulated by main roads a lot of times people will use the golf carts to get around the neighborhood um so we have um one of our members of the committee uh, located a golf cart and so we are doing a raffle and tickets are one hundred dollars each but we will only sell a maximum of 500 so it gives you some pretty decent odds and then we'll raffle it off at the festival on the 29th and then the the winner gets to drive it home right the winner gets to drive it home (laughs) they live close by yeah yeah no those those things are so much so much fun i yeah my my son just begs me to ask my neighbor if they can can go in the golf cart so all right so uh can they buy those online or do you have to buy them in person or what yes if they go to the website and click on our bulletin at the bottom um there is a qr code where you can purchase those if you have any trouble with the qr code you can always reach out to the church office and they can coordinate um the sale of a raffle ticket to you through our committee all right so uh variety show I see here, uh, actually, um, it's Al, I, I interviewed him, he's the magician guy, I interviewed him, is it Ria? Uh, yeah, Al, or, oh, Raya. Uh, Raya, Raya, he was here, and he actually, after the interview, did a few mag- little magic tricks for <laughs> me, what a great guy, uh, who, who, what's going to be involved in the variety show? Oh, um, I, a you little know? bit of everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I know Father Joseph is supposed to perform one of his favorite songs. That's singing. I, singing. He does like gingerbread houses. Isn't that his talent? Has he, you ever, he you ever seen that? To. He used yeah, to. Yeah, he doesn't do that. Okay. So he's singing, and then Father Adam is apparently doing something. But, but that's it's top on, secret. Yeah, it's top secret. That's top secret. Yeah. Okay. So, so you right. have to show up and find out. Um, we have several dancers coming. Um, I believe our Burmese community is going to do um, some dancing. Um, we have some Irish folk dancing on the on tap, and um, yeah, just a general talent show to showcase the many mm-hmm. talents of our community and our priests. So, is the event itself a fundraiser? Uh, I'm sure there are what free admission, but then you buy food, you can buy the buy the hundred dollar raffle tickets for the golf cart, and so this is a is this a the fundraiser for the parish itself, right? Right. You can buy a wristband for the inflatables and the food and beverage. You'll buy tickets for that as well. Um, of course, the raffle tickets. Um, it is a fundraiser to support the ministries of St. Patrick. Um, you can also participate at a sponsor level. We've actually um, sold out our 60th anniversary sponsorships, which is amazing. Oh. But we have other levels of sponsorship available anywhere from $2,500 
down to a family sponsorship of $250. And if you are sponsoring, there are some perks that come with that, like a T-shirt or mm-hmm. wristbands for your family or um, some other uh, benefits. <laughs> All right. And you guys have a pretty good amount of land there, as I recall. I, I, I love just the, uh, the, the, you know, when you, you're the, you've got the main church and then you've got the, the old church. I, I Back when I was in school, I was going to the old, which is now, I guess, the community center what, what how do you use that other I think uh, it's the school I think the school auditorium. Oh that's okay the, it's school, the school auditorium okay. now it's part of the school now And then it kind of drops it's, down to the baseball field to and the soccer fields uh, and everything yes. we're using we're doing everything the stage is going to be right at the bottom of the hill we're going to have it set up to where if you're sitting on top of the hill on the swings or uh, you can bring your own lawn chairs and you, if you want to sit and see the bands or if you just want to sit and hang out everything's going to be down on the soccer fields uh, I think the bounce houses are going to be around the stage. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way they're, they're they're setting it up. And you said zip lines, right? Oh, from what I hear, we're supposed to have one that's supposed to have a zip line. So uh, we better because if not, my ten year old might. Oh yeah, no, my nine year old is all about the zip lines. Yeah, yeah, that's that that would be so much fun. We will use every inch of our campus to. Um, to put on this festival because uh-huh. there's a lot going on. We'll be using the gym. We'll be using the courtyard area between the school and the gym. We'll be using the lower area near the rock, um, the parking lots, everything. Yeah. How long have y'all been preparing this and how many, I see, I see that uh, you're looking for volunteers on the, the website. Still need people, people oh. contact you if they want to help out. Yes. And I mean, yeah, if you go to the website, they can just volunteer anybody. If you can fold a chair, if you can pick up trash, even just for like two or three hours, that would mm-hmm. be awesome. We need as much help as we can because since it's since it's not really we're not paying you know, we're just having the more people we bring in that I think the tighter the community will be. Yeah, we yeah. could really use help with our inflatables too. If anybody wants to man an inflatable for an hour or so, we could really use help there. Yeah. All right. Uh, very good. Well, we are talking about St. Patrick's Parish in Dallas. Uh, what was it? Uh, Audelia and Ferndale is, uh, is at the intersection. And you're right. It's not really close to any, I guess Northwest Highway is not too far away, but it's not close to any interstate it's, or big freeway. It's kind of, kind of in like in the middle of a neighborhood. Uh, I mean, it's, it's close to neighborhoods, right? It's, yeah. It's, 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 uh, Ferndale and Walnut. Oh, okay. Ferndale and Walnut is right on the corner. I mean, like I said, like you said, it's I didn't I didn't know there was a neighborhood over there until we moved over there. Yeah, so yeah. Lake Highlands Junior High is right across the street. Yes, and, uh, yes. That, that whole area. So, yeah. and then LHE is next door to the church as well. All right, it's Saturday, uh, April 29th. Uh, what's the time from when to when? 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. all day long. Okay. And then if you want to take a break and go to 5 o'clock Mass, they'll have 5 o'clock Mass as well. Yeah, all right. Uh, do you all happen to know anything about what's going on this week? Uh, I know this is a little off topic, but of course it's Holy Week. And I know there's a lot on the, the website about things that are going on. Obviously, you can have the, the regular Triduum and Holy Thursday and Good Friday. But I'm, I'm sure if anybody's uh, looking for a parish home and going out there, you can visit St. Patrick's uh, this weekend. I love y'all's Masses are like right on the the hour it's like eight ten twelve five i mean you know it's like no 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 uh, and then yeah, we have a, a seven o'clock spanish match seven is, o'clock yeah. spanish mass as well okay so yeah very very diverse uh, like you mentioned all the different uh, groups that uh from from africa and somebody was telling me that father leo paddling hug was there recently to do an event and he looked out at the crowd and he's like wow this is like the universal church you know that i'm looking at and so pretty cool that was an amazing mission we oh, were yeah? so lucky to have father leo yeah, there's a lot going on over there. Yeah. Like I said, 
everybody I've interviewed in the last two weeks has been from St. Patrick Parish. I mean, from magicians to <laughs> fall festival, and you're you're so yeah. There's there's something exciting going on at the parish for sure. Well, and the Holy Week schedule is also in our bulletin. But if anyone is interested in coming to anything at the parish this week during Holy Week, um, this evening at seven p.m. we have Living Stations, which is presented by our school. Um, on Tuesday we have the Chrism Mass at six o'clock. Um, that's at the cathedral, of course. Um, on April 5th, Wednesday, we have the Tenebrae service, which we have done for several years now. Um, and it's a beautiful, very powerful, very holy um, experience. Um, and then our typical, you know, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and then the Easter Vigil on Saturday, mm-hmm. like most parishes do. But the Tenebrae service on Wednesday is incredibly powerful and living stations tonight at seven is also very powerful yeah well it's so good to talk to y'all i I just have all these memories uh coming back uh back in the the 70s when i gosh i graduated 81 the 70s i i was injured and i had to be at home for a couple of months and the principal back at that time was sister laura and she used to tutor me and she would ride her moped to my house and so she you see this nun on a moped she would drive her moped to my house to tutor me and i i, I just i love the saint patrick's they have so many great memories it's great to have both of you here so thank you well, for thank being you. here thank is there you. anything that uh, we didn't mention that we should or of course the the website all the details are there stpatrickdallas.org stpatrickdallas.org yeah, festival going on uh saturday april 29th 11 a.m to 8 p.m and they need volunteers. You can buy the chance to win that cool golf cart. They're going to have music. They're going to have dancers. They're going to have uh, the history, 60-year history of the church on display. And so, gosh, what else can you ask and for? And don't us? forget the food. I yeah, mean. yeah, food, of course, of course. Zip lines, I mean, bounce houses. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be broadcasting live. I, I don't know what time yet we're going to be there, but at some point, I'm going to bring my nine-year-old son out there and just do the zip line and have fun. And do some bounce houses and eat some food. All right. Yes. <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks to both of you for being here. Great. To, great to see you, Andre Ortiz. Uh, been at the parish at least till about two thousand since two thousand. And Megan Birchfield, uh, eleven year uh, parishioner at St. Patrick Dallas. stpatrickdallas.org. And I'm just looking at my email here, and we got a, quite a bit of response for those uh, tickets. I don't think I'm going to give out that information anymore because I think the tickets to the Journey movie are. Uh, done, but you, I uh, highly recommend you check out this movie because uh, if you like beautiful landscape of Italy and then also beautiful music, Andrea Bocelli, uh, and his wife riding, you know, horseback through the beauty of, uh, I think more rural Italy singing great songs. I'm going to go tonight to the Web Chapel, uh, seven o'clock, uh, movie. And, but check it out. I think it comes out, uh, this weekend. So it sounds like a good, wholesome, beautiful, uh, movie that you can see with your, uh, your spouse or your your kids or as well. So, all right. So, so anything else uh, uh, that we need to mention? Um, I don't think so. I just hope everyone has a blessed Holy Week. Yeah. And take advantage of all of the beautiful services and masses that our church offers during the Triduum. Amen. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Thanks to our guests. Also, Sue Sear from earlier. Uh, don't forget our, our Lady of Good Success. Uh, good information there. And also, Andre and Megan talking about the St. Patrick Carnival, the festival, Saturday, April 29th. stpatrickdallas.org has all the information. God bless you. Have a happy Holy Week, a beautiful Easter, and we'll see you Monday next week for the next Good News Show.
Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. The land or the one true God who delivered them from the land of Egypt. But why would the Israelites choose false idols over a God whose power they witnessed so clearly? Worshipping the God who performs so many clear signs seems like the obvious choice, right? But Joshua knew that the lures of the world had already blurred their vision. Sound familiar? We too are pressured to fit in for the sake of success in this world. Joshua did not waver. He said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Which God would you choose today, the gods of the land or the one true God? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org.